Welcome to the Champion Influencer Podcast with Lance Johnson, where top influencers come to master their craft and learn from the online influencers and entrepreneurs in the world today. If you're looking to dominate the competition, build a large social media following, and become an elite influencer, then you've come to the right place. In each episode, guests share their journey to success as an influencer, along with tips, strategies, and actionable steps you can take with you to grow your influence and achieve similar results. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready because it's time to become a champion influencer. Here's your host, Lance Johnson. What's up, champions? This is Lance Johnson coming to you once again with another podcast episode. And I'm telling you, on this one, we're dropping some straight value. So I'm going to warn you, you might want to go and pick out your, your favorite notebook, pull up your Microsoft Word, because I highly recommend you taking some notes on this one. And this is for all of those out there who want to grow an Instagram following, grow their Instagram influence. This episode is for you. I promise you that. Our guest today is someone who's absolutely killing it out there. Her name is Sarah Merrill, and she has over 400,000 Instagram followers and she is one of the top social media experts and influencers out there. She's been a guest on the Steve Harvey Show three different times sharing her expert knowledge on social media and how to use it to your advantage. Today, what you're going to learn is how to go from scratch with your social media influence or Instagram influence, might I say, and grow it to the point where you can monetize and actually make some money from this thing. I'm telling you guys, this is the Great podcast episode that you're going to be able to take with you and really reference to as far as when it comes to the resources and the knowledge that she's dropping on you to take actionable steps. This is one of those episodes that's going to help you along the journey from scratch and getting all the way to where you want to be as far as when it comes to you monetizing and making money. So I highly recommend you guys taking notes and enough chit chat for myself. Let's dive into the interview. All right, Sarah, let us know a little bit about yourself outside of the intro that I just given. And, um, you know, how did you come about to get to this level? I guess you'd say what um, what would be a, on a personal level, something that you'd love to the audience to know outside of the whole Instagram growing and whatnot? Yeah, well, I I got my start um, with Instagram kind of by accident. Um, really? I- I started my account as just like a joke that I could uh, (laughs) tell my friends about. And I actually, I started before I was an Instagram account, I started as a Twitter account. So um, I was anonymous on Twitter and I was actually in college, like getting ready to graduate. And um, I just started putting, putting up these like funny tweets about like not wanting to be an adult and not really knowing like how the adult world worked. And then um, when Instagram came out, I started turning some of those jokes into memes and started posting those on Instagram and it started to get really popular. So that's kind of what's interesting with mine. I never set out with the intention of it becoming anything. And then it kind of like took on a life of its own. (laughs) Oh, nice. I mean, as far as when it comes to what you're talking about, big kid problems, that's what a lot of people I feel our, you know, in our age group are going through, but they just don't discuss publicly or, or openly. And so I think it's a great idea that you are really getting this out there. 
Yeah, that's the whole point. It's supposed to be relatable. It's supposed to make people like laugh about some of the things that they might be going through. So it's fun. And I've, I've used my platform to really, you know, not only connect with my community on Instagram, but I've grown it into other uh, areas too. So now I have like a blog that dives into some, you know, struggles that we all go through. I have right. um, a podcast that I'm really excited about that brings like experts on that like help people learn how to be an adult. <laughs> awesome. I mean, that sounds great. Yeah. And and everyone out there, if you haven't seen her Instagram account, it is amazing. You have to search Big, Big Kid Problems. That's her Instagram handle. And um, you'll definitely be entertained as I was. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so as far as when it comes to, I guess, you knowing in the beginning that this is the path that you wanted to take and this is something that you wanted to really pursue, I guess, on a, on a more, I guess, on a, on a larger scale, when it is, was there a certain point that you knew that this bit, the big kid problems was your golden goose that you were going to take with you? Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, I kind of, it kind of surprised me when it started, when more and more people started to follow it. And I mean, every single time, like somebody would comment on a post, like, Oh my God, this is so me or like tag one of their friends and be like, Oh, this just happened to us. Like, who is this girl? She's reading our mind, you know, like that. <laughs> That kind of stuff, like, made me want to keep doing it. Um, and then I feel like around in the beginning, um, you know, a really large account, um, a, a lot of people are familiar with, like, the Fat Jewish. Yeah, he reposted one of my memes, and that was kind of one of those moments that I was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> you know, this guy, this guy mm-hmm. has millions of followers, and he has, you know, he's turning his into a business, and if my content can be on his page. Like, why can't I turn my page into a business? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What year did you get started with uh, posting on, on Twitter? On Twitter, uh, 2011. Okay. And, and so from there, I guess Instagram rolled in not too far after that. Or was Instagram's birth was 2010, I believe, right? Or is it 11? I thought it was 2013, but maybe that's really? just when I joined. That could just be when I joined. Okay, but um, and so from there, you pretty much just took that content and started working on Instagram. As far as when it comes to your your follower growth, because a lot of people I feel uh, they they love to rush the follower growth in. They don't have an expectation of you know a real realistic expectation of the I guess the uh, the growth and how gradual it should be and maybe how long it should take, but. You know, as far as when it comes to your experience, how's it been for for yourself building up your following? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up that point because that's like one thing everybody wants to know. Like, how do I go viral? How do I get a thousand followers overnight? And truthfully, that's like never been my experience. It's just been posting consistently for a very long time. It's been like slow growth. I kind of like equate it to watching like pushing a snowball up a hill <laughs> right only <laughs> but surely like it gets it gets bigger and bigger um but it does it takes it takes a really long time um in the beginning and in the beginning it was a lot slower growth now now that I'm up to you know after I hit after I hit really like 300,000 followers it really started to pick up the pace right um and and now it grows um, at a much quicker rate. But it's funny, the more followers I've gotten, the less I care about the number of followers and the more I care about how they're engaging with me. Like I'd oh, rather that's awesome. 
yeah, I'd rather have less followers who like really love what I'm about um, and really love like what Big Kid Problems is. Um, Cause for a long time I was just, I was, I just wanted to get as many followers as possible. And I noticed that some people who were following me, you know, like just wanted memes, just wanted, you know, what I like, just like the bare bones of my account, but they didn't really care about like who I was or like the mission that I was trying to do, which was at the end of the day, I want people to like feel good about the problems that they're facing. So yeah, that's definitely changed in my strategy at least is like, I care less about how many followers and more about finding the right followers. Oh, that's awesome. And speaking on, you know, your mission and who you are, let's back up a little bit. And then where did you grow up? How was your, I guess, childhood and what was your your vision? I guess in your earlier years before getting to your uh, your, your big hit problems and the success you've had with that. Yeah. Um, so I grew up. I grew up in South Florida, beach town. I always wanted to live in a city. Uh, since I can remember, I wanted to get out of Florida and move to New York City. It was like always my dream. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I knew I wanted to be in the city and. It's funny, like I've, I think it's kind of comical actually that I had no idea what I wanted to be because clearly like the job that I would end up going down didn't exist yet, you know, like, I mean, all of this just didn't exist. So of course I had no idea, but, (laughs) um, I went to college, graduated school and basically just moved, moved to New York city with no job. I had an internship though. And I, I figured if I could just get there and get a couple months under my belt, I would figure it out. So that's really what happened. I moved there. I it, it was a lot harder to figure things out than I thought. And um, that's really when Big Kid Problems took off because I had so much material. Like I was really, really struggling. And so I was just as really a way of like coping with my own life was just like writing these jokes about like really just like making fun of all the stuff I was going right. through. It definitely seems like it worked out for you. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. It took time, but it worked out. Awesome. That's amazing. And so as far you kind of spoke on it just now, but as far as when it comes to, I guess, your your biggest failure, I guess you would say, what would you label? Maybe it'd be an experience or maybe, you know, uh, a loss in money. But what would be your biggest failure along the way up until this point as an influencer? Um, There's been a lot. <laughs> it's, been like a, it's been a journey of like constant failures. Right. The one, something that come to mind is I've, you know, I've gotten, I've gotten down a path where I've gotten really excited. Um, I've talked to like agents at big agencies that are like so close to signing me and then they decide not to. And like every time that happens, it like, it hurts, you know? Right. Yeah. For sure. Is there uh, any others as far as you, I guess, content wise or any mistakes you made as far as when it comes to posting, maybe, you know, you tried a different angle or tried a different approach with some, uh, some content that d- didn't work out for you. Yeah. Um, one big thing is like, I, I mean, I am in the business of telling jokes and, you know, sometimes I think something's funny and <laughs> doesn't. Um, so that's been, I mean, a mistake I've made is just like posting content without like thinking about it too much and then like offending somebody. Cause at the end of the day, like I want to make people laugh. I don't want to offend them For it sure. can be really hard. I mean, especially today to put something out there and not offend anybody because it kind of seems like people like, like to be offended. Right. It's like, it's a hobby now for people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It it makes my job as a comedian a lot harder 
but um I just I try to be I try to be um as like open as I can to make sure that like I'm not like being a jerk <laughs> right oh I'm right there with you and as far as when it comes to the, the balance of you I guess not pushing content out too fast and being careless but on the other side of that there is the person who overthinks and you spend too, too much time working on their content is there a balance or how much time do you spend on a piece of content that you're going to be posting is it hours editing or is it like more so 20 20 minutes or so or on the other end is it more so a scheduled out post so so for me i kind of like i get like a creative i'll get creative bursts and i'll create a bunch of content in one sit in one sitting or i'll be on a plane and i'll just like make sure to write a bunch of content while i'm sitting down so i just have it all that's kind of like my differentiator because once i can tell a joke and like put it in my phone and have it there then when it comes time to like actually choosing what i'm gonna post that's really when I start like my judgment process of like when I, gotcha. I've already created it, but then I'll pull it up and be like, Ooh, is this okay to put, <laughs> is this all right? Like, that's really when I think about it, but I try not to limit myself when I'm in the creating process. I just like to like get it all out there. Is there a certain time in the week that you schedule for myself? I like to once a week sit down and do all the editing, kind of write out the captions. If, um, if I feel that, you know, I, I can do it in advance, but most of the other times I also like to do it on the fly and be more uh, more in the moment when I post. Is there a certain strategy you have as far as when it comes to um, if you if you're scheduling in advance? Yeah, well, I know every day like what time around what times I want to post. Um, you know, for a long time I was doing three times a day, so I wanted to get a post out in the morning, a post around lunchtime. And then a post after dinner. And now I'm kind of, I'm lowering that to maybe like twice a day. So I know around what times I want to post. And I already have my content made most of the time. So I'll just, I don't really, I don't really write my captions in advance. I kind of just like, I'll just make up something on the spot. But usually like my captions don't have to be super thought out because right. the joke is in my, in my physical content. Okay. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds amazing. It's as far as when it comes to your process, do you feel it's something that is you've been constantly working on or is it more so um, something that uh, you feel like is always, you know, been concrete from day one as far as, OK, I need to do this at this time to produce this content? Because the reason I ask is a lot of people I've heard, um, they have trouble just being consistent and posting content. Mm -hmm. And so their uh, their main pain point is just being really consistent and having the content ready to go and kind of being proactive about it. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think being proactive is definitely the move. And like I said, like having a bank of content makes your life right. easier. And if you know what times you want a post to post during the day, it kind of, at least for me, because I've been doing this so long, it's like an automatic muscle now. Right. I know around lunchtime, I'm like, oh, okay, it's time to time to put a post up. It doesn't have to be at the same hour every day, but I, I just, like, my body knows. Like, it's the after <laughs> that gets us up. So definitely that. I'd say for me, my bigger challenge in terms of, like, timing and preparation is not so much the content side because, like I said, that all kind of comes pretty natural to me. It's more so the business side. So I really gotcha. need, yeah, I really need to 
like plan with myself, okay, Tuesday, I really need to, you know, send out some pitches to some brands or, you know, I, I have a deck that I'm working on. I need to work on that Wednesday. It's usually the more businessy side of things that doesn't come as naturally to me that I need to plan for. Got you. Okay. And you're segueing right into another question I'd like to ask. As far as when it comes to, I guess, what your, your week or maybe even day looks like, how do you, uh, I guess, dedicate your time as far as when it comes to content and then you have the business side of things to where you're reaching out to brands and also what type of task are you doing most? Um, mostly, so my, my biggest task, and, and honestly, I I could be better at this process because I'm pretty, when it comes to the business side of things, I'm pretty like retroactive. Um, I do get a good amount of incoming, um, requests and, and things like that. And so, um, a lot of my time is really just like, you know, managing the requests that are coming in, making sure I'm sending my contracts over, reviewing contracts, signing, sending, um, you know, going through those brand guidelines, coming up with content. Usually there's like a review process there. So that will take up a good significant amount of my time. I also have, um, aside from Instagram, I have my podcast. So I'll usually structure my week um, around the needs of my podcast too. So like I know if my episode comes out Tuesday, uh, on Monday, I have to create a bunch of promotional material for the guests that are on my show. You know, Tuesday morning, I have to, you know, create the posts that I'm going to put up to promote the show. And then Thursday, Friday, I'm working on the following week's episode. So it's it's kind of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. So I'm really just kind of like working. I'm working with like what I've got on my plate for that day. Okay, nice. And as far as when it comes to your experience working with brands and getting those first, I guess, uh, collaborations that were paid, were, were there any, I guess, pain points or learning lessons that really stuck with you in the beginning that um, those out there who are on the cusp, you know, of getting those first collaborations would, uh, would really benefit from here? So many. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um a big one for anybody who's trying to dip their toe into brand partnerships, I always say the best thing you can do is um, sign up for a bunch of these influencer agencies. I mean, a new one is coming up in every single day. Like, I'll yeah. Google it. I try to Google it monthly just to see what el what else is out there. And especially for micro-influencers, um, it's great because there's, like, micro-influencer-specific agencies that are – working on campaigns for people who have lower follower numbers. Um, so that is the easiest thing you can do. You sign up for those. They reach out to you based off of your demographics, based off of, you know, the type of content that you're putting up. If you're in like the fitness space, the beauty space, whatever it is, like they'll reach out to you with those opportunities, which is wonderful. One big mistake I did in the beginning was taking anything I could get. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, and I, that maybe wouldn't be in line with your brand. Exactly. Because at the time, you know, I wasn't making money off of my account. I was putting a ton of work into it. So when somebody offered me like $100 to post, you know, something, I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to post it right away. And <laughs> I wouldn't do that now. And looking back, I would caution anybody to doing that because it really does affect your credibility with your audience, which is the most important thing that you have as an influencer. Oh, that sounds good. And 
all you champion influencers out there, it's imperative that you get out there and you pretty much apply and set up your profile on all these agency sites to help you get going. And, you know, for myself, I've used in the beginning a lot of, um, I, I pretty much created a tab at the top of my, my web surfer. And I, these included companies like Popular Pays for We Connect Clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Tap Fluence. Uh, are there any others that stick out to you that they should definitely go out and, and build a profile on? Um, you named a couple of them. Uh, another one I love is Viral Nation. Viral Nation, okay. Yeah. Um, collectively, I think, is one that I've used in the past. And again, um, these are going to be the big ones you'll find when you search. But for anybody with a smaller audience, I highly recommend making sure that you search for micro-influencer agencies. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so as far as when it comes to your success and you, and where you are you are now, because um, you've been in the game, it seems like, for a while. It's 2019, and I feel like you were first dipping your toes in 2011. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time coming. What, what's been, what would you consider your biggest success as far as when it comes to – may, maybe it be money or maybe it be a certain collaborations or, you know, uh, how would you – what would you categorize as that number one success for yourself or two or three? <laughs> um, I've had some really great campaigns that I'm, I'm really like proud of and that I've worked with a brand. But one of the big ones that comes to mind, honestly, is um, I was on the Steve Harvey show three different times. For oh, I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, to talk about social media and that whenever anybody asks me that question, that always stands out to me because that was like one of the that was one of the coolest experiences of my entire life. And I never, ever thought in a million years that I would have the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so how was Steve Harvey in person as far as what so you expect from him? You said scary? <laughs> well, I, I, was, I was so intimidated because it's like the legend. He's a complete right. legend, like one of the <laughs> hardest working man in show business. And he has this like big presence about him and he's so professional so I was so scared, but he was so sweet, especially the third time I was there. He, you know, was like, welcome back. It's good to see you. And I was like, oh, my God, Steve Harvey knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's unfortunate. And I just found this out yesterday that he's uh, he's no longer going to be. His show's getting canceled, I believe. And, and so is the the little big shots as well. Really? It, yeah. Um, uh I looked on a couple of different websites because I didn't believe it at first because he's been he's been running for so long with it. I feel and yeah. I believe this is what had the number five talk show, daytime talk show, and um, he's getting replaced by Melissa McCarthy. I believe. Oh, I'm surprised by that. So, um, you know, you have to hit up your friend and let him know. You know, you 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 still support him. Got his back. Oh, for I don't worry about <laughs> him. He's gonna have like seven new shows tomorrow. Oh, for <laughs> sure. That, he's one of those guys that you can definitely believe is gonna stay on top. And and he's I really respect his work ethic. Me too. He's like amazing. Oh, for sure. And um, diving over to uh, the more technical side of things, as far as when it comes to the tools and resources that you use, as far as when it comes to your Instagram. Um, I guess, posting and content, are there any particular apps or resources that you use that help you out, you know, the most? May it be like a certain app to schedule your content or like an app to help with editing? I mean, just whatever, as far as when it comes to assisting yourself, getting that content out. 
Yeah. So, so for my account, I'm not really editing images and I don't really have to make them pretty because they're like memes and tweets. So I'm lucky in that way, but I did just discover this a little, this is a little hack that I use on my personal account. Uh, My personal is just more for me and I don't really try and grow it, but I, I got this tip from a couple of my other friends that are, you know, are in the space where they have to have the beautiful images and all of that, the idea of presets. So presets are basically, it's like you, it's a, um, it's like a filter. It's, it's a way to filter your images, but they are made by like professional photographers. So you could take like an image that you take on your iPhone, put a preset on it and it makes your image just look way more professional like it was professionally edited by a an editor or a photographer so that i have found has been really helpful in making my images like pop a little bit more so anybody can find presets um i have i bought ones off of a blogger that i follow and she has her own presets that she sells they're they're on pinterest they're they're through etsy if you google um presets you can find you can find all types of presets to to buy and experiment with your photos. Awesome, and it's mainly for presets. I feel uh, with my own experience, it's uh, one of those things to when you someone goes and opens your feed, and looks at your profile, and they see the consistency of your post. It has a nice looking flow to it, especially for those bloggers out there who take a lot of pictures of themselves. Yeah, exactly. It just makes your whole feed look a little bit more cohesive. And For people sure. like that. People, you know, follow accounts that they can really scroll through and like all of their content. For sure. Nice. And as far as when it comes to, I guess, your your strategy, uh, you spoke on it a little bit about, um, I guess, your your feed post. But when it comes to stories, is there a particular type of strategy that you like to stick to that you've seen success with? Um. I mean, I kind of have fun with my stories. I'm like a creative person, so I just like to post things. Um, one thing that I think always does well is when I utilize like polling um, or I ask questions to my audience. Anything that gets them really engaged and that they can actually interact, um, I always see does well. Okay, nice. And as far as when it comes to your fans, do you get flooded with, uh, I guess, your DMs when you do something like that? Yeah, I do. And it's so fun. It's, I love it. I love hearing from people, especially when I ask questions. The responses I usually get are hilarious. And um, <laughs> it's great. And then people like seeing like what other people wrote in. And it just like it makes it more fun for everybody. Nice, nice. As far as when it comes to someone who is starting out or maybe someone who is, I guess, in the early stages trying to monetize their uh, their personal brand and become an influencer, If you can go back and give yourself a a few pieces of advice, maybe one or two keys to success, and talk to your uh, 2011 self, Hmm. what what would be that advice given uh, Instagram success as an influencer? Well, one thing I, I would say to not just focus on Instagram, like I think that's a big key piece and something, um, an actual mistake of mine from from uh, putting all my eggs in the basket of Instagram. Anybody who's trying to be an influencer, I highly recommend growing out their other platforms. 
Um, you know, make sure you're working on YouTube, make sure you have a Facebook presence, make sure you have a Twitter presence across the board. Uh, for one, it makes you a much more attractive candidate to any kind of advertiser, any type of brand that wants to work with you. And also you'll be able to build your audiences quicker. If you can find people it, like if you have a YouTube channel and people find you on YouTube, they'll be much more inclined to find you on Instagram and follow you there too. Right. So, I definitely say that's one thing I, w- I wish I could have told my younger self is just don't all put all your eggs into one basket. Definitely diversify and grow your following across the board. For sure. And as far as when it comes to that plan of attack, is it more so uh, in, in my own experience, it's been focusing on one platform at a time. So I get it to I get it to uh, the level that I have momentum and I'm rolling well enough to go and work on another one because I've had um, some others I've spoken to in my own experience to where I've been trying to do too much at one time on too many in too many places yeah. that I kind of lose focus and you know it, my content becomes more sporadic as far as the consistency of myself posting and so uh, what, what's your opinion on that? I can definitely see that point. One thing you can do though is just like if you have a piece of content, you can just repurpose it across all your channels. Yeah. So you're not having to create individual content every day for every single platform. Nobody would be able to do that. It would be insane. But if let's <laughs> say you take a um, a YouTube, you make a quick YouTube video where you're talking about something. I like for me, I would be able to chop that video make a meme out of it, post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram, post it on Twitter. Same thing goes. I post a tweet. I can repurpose that tweet on my Instagram, on my Facebook page. You just want to make sure that even if you have one piece of content that you're just getting it across um, the board on all your platforms. Got you. And then for myself, with uh, when it comes to YouTube videos, I'm a perfectionist at heart. And so I struggle with the whole editing and it not taking three hours before yeah. I'm like, feel like it's the perfect video. And so I'm trying to be more, I guess you would say, uh, imperfect and really show my human side. And um, I made the mistake of working on YouTube videos a little bit too much when I was more likely to, uh, better off, I guess, being once a week making videos rather than trying to dive in 100% and lose uh, lose the uh, momentum I built elsewhere. And right. for your, from your own experience with video, because I know it's a tough thing to do, what's, uh, what's your process to get it out there and, you know, make it happen in a respectable time? So that's been my, I mean, my big thing too, is why I didn't have a YouTube is because I was so intimidated with the idea of video and not knowing how to do editing or anything like that. Um, so I think exactly like you just said, being able to record a video and post it and not worry so much about the editing is so key. Also, like the videos that I have done, I've gotten with I've done with the help of um, somebody who knows what they're doing. So right, for sure. I'll, I'll give you an example. In New York, I worked with um, a another a YouTube star because he clearly knew he was he didn't have much of an Instagram following, but he had a big YouTube following. So working together, we were able able to create videos, and then it benefited both of us because he would edit and do all the stuff that I didn't know how to do, and then I would post them on my Instagram and tag him. So collaborating with people who might be better in one area than you are, I think is a really good, a really good way of getting around that. Awesome. That's really good advice. And as far as when it comes to 
anything that we haven't covered that you feel would be important for someone on their rise to uh, to know what would that be? You know, um, I, I I think figuring out like what your purpose is in your social media right. is so important. Like, why do you want to do this? What's the message you want to get across? Because especially for being in the space as long as I've been in, um, you know, I meet influencers from across the board and the people who get burnt out the fastest are the ones that don't really have a sense of purpose and, and maybe do it just to promote themselves, maybe just to like post their cute butt photos on it. <laughs> like those are the ones that don't last because right. it gets old. And if you can, if you can find meaning in like what you're doing, it makes it way more fun. It makes it like, way more, uh, purpose, like purposeful and, and you want, you'll want to do it. Um, yeah. So I think, I think finding a, a meaning, bringing value to your audience. Like I always say, like those girls who post butt photos, like you can do that, but tell me where you got your cute bathing suit from, or like, what's your workout? Like, right. For sure. Know, give us something of value, not just like your butt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh man. Uh, yeah, ass models are, are definitely something that has been on the rise. And I, in, in my opinion, I, I feel like with myself and what I do, it's way more impactful. I feel, I, feel um, I guess, my greatest sense of fulfillment and success when I'm hearing from people who say that, oh, Lance, you've inspired me. You've helped me, you know, get started on this. And that is what resonates with myself the most. And um, the self-promotion, I understand, like, you know, you're single, trying to find a man or, or whatever it may be. But, but at the same time, at you know, long-term wise, it, it just won't be as fulfilling. Life won't be as good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, exa but, and like we said in the beginning, like these things take time. So you have to be doing something you like and something that fills you up because after a year or two of doing the same thing and not being fulfilled, like you won't, you won't continue doing it at the pace you need to, to grow. Um, and right, for sure. following that you, you want. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking out the time to, uh, level, level us up and give us the champion influencers some knowledge. Is there, uh, anything else you have to add? And if not, if you can let us know where we can find you as far as with your podcast and everywhere else. Yeah, um, definitely. We'll follow my account on Big Kid Problems. And then also my personal. So Big Kid Problems is obviously like my funny account. And it's all about not wanting to be an adult. And we're there for laughs. And then on my personal account, I, I do share a little bit more about like the business side of what I do. And, um, you know, social media tips and things that I, I have going on there. And just the idea of of uh, being in business for yourself and what that all entails. So my personal account is Sarah A. Merrill underscore. Um, so you can follow me there also. Uh, and then my podcast is really like the funnest thing that I'm working on right now. I am having a blast with it and I'm getting really good feedback on it. So if anybody wants to check that out, it's funny, it's informative. It's all about like teaching us, you know, different parts of adulthood and how to awesome. get struggle. So that's the big kid problems podcast. Amazing. Sounds like you're out there uh, hustling, getting it in, you know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to see you 10, 10 years from now. And we have another, another interview and you're, uh, you're one of the top influencers out there. Uh, same with you. Like, <laughs> you. Yeah. You know, I'm on the rise, you know, I'm still growing stage, but you know, it's, uh, it's all about the people I'm trying to trying to help as many influencers out there, which is why I'm talking to people like you who uh, are 
absolutely killing it out there. And so hopefully by that time, 10 years from now, it, everybody will be on a, a new level and you'll have your talk show and I'll, I'll come and be a guest like, you know, you were on Steve Harvey's show. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a plan. But yeah, thanks again for, uh, for coming on and, and speaking to the champions. And outside of that, Sarah, there's any final last thoughts that you want to give them, you know, any motivational quotes or, or this is all you in the next 30 seconds. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. I mean, uh, this, uh, my, one of my favorite quotes is this life isn't a dress rehearsal. If you want to get something done, don't wait around. It's now is the time. Awesome. That sounds amazing. And thanks again. And, um, yeah, all you champions out there really take, uh, this into, uh, some serious consideration as far as the knowledge she dropped and applying it. Because if you go look at her account, she's absolutely killing it out there. And, uh, thanks again, Sarah. Until next time, have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Hey, what's up, champions? Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Please follow me on Instagram. That's Lance Johnson underscore. And also, most importantly, we need feedback. And so please leave your feedback in the comments. Let me know what you think about the episode. Was it, you know, was there certain topics that you wanted me to cover a little bit more? Or like, what's your pain points? How can I help you guys and serve you guys best? Let me know that in the comments or shoot me an email or even on Instagram. But I hope you guys really enjoyed this one. And until next time, have a great one, champions. Thanks for listening to the Champion Influencer Podcast. Visit our website, championinfluencer.com. Until next time, be great champions.